Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best love song. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Well, Hal, I've poured myself a glass of Sauvignon Blanc. I'm sitting in this bathtub hoping that the water doesn't ruin this microphone. And we are about to talk love songs. (laughs) This collection of love songs will have you reaching for a candle. That's right. Grab your candle while we scroll a bunch of titles of songs. One of them will be in yellow. That's the one you're listening to. (laughs) Just in case you turned your volume down. You're curious. <laughs> Maybe you don't use closed captions. Maybe you're talking to someone. Why are you even paying attention to us? We should stop talking. Matt Gorley is here. Welcome, Matt. Matt oh. Gorley! Hey, hello. Speaking of love songs, hello, my lovers. Oh, you're gorgeous, and we're excited <laughs> to have you, friend. I truly do love the both of you. I'm happy to be here. It's so great to see you. I know I haven't seen you in person in a while, but I see you on TikTok now so much. What in the in the, all the Conan video, all the like, oh, the I'm Conan stuff. I don't even have TikTok. There, so no. oh, you know, wow. it's like moments from the podcast, and there you are. I was like, oh, there's Matt, and it makes me oh. smile. Oh, that's nice. I didn't even I know. know I had a TikTok life going on. Oh, here, turns out here. you're a dancer on there. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm a dancer here too. That's right. Last time I saw you in person, I believe was at the Townland show, which you have another Townland show coming up. Farewell yeah. show for Townland yeah, coming up. Yeah, at least into deep, deep uh, hibernation, maybe yeah. even like a cryo sleep as two of our members are moving to Texas. But hopefully it's not the end. But, it, you know, who knows? So come out and see it. Tickets are almost gone. We're opening with a live mall walking podcast, which oh. <laughs> normally takes place in a mall, but this time will take place in a theater. How will they Stage do it? Stage see. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm excited to see it. Hunting on the Hi-Fi is, I have it on vinyl. It is in deep rotation, my friend. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's such a great album. And listening to Townland over the years is so fun. And speaking of listening to you, you've got the new podcast that I'm so excited about. Before we jump into love songs, tell everybody about this delightful podcast. That uh, that harkens back to when you and I met. That's right. It's a podcast called Keys to the Kingdom, and it's an eight-episode docu-series about working at theme parks and all the hot gossip and dish and dirt that goes on there. The good and the bad. Mark, you yourself are a guest on it as well. I am. Yeah. I'm very excited. Halloween episode talking about the culture of Universal Studios and working there for Halloween. It's out now. And um, we talked to some amazing people, Mark, yourself included, and um, check it out. It's available anywhere you get podcasts. It's great because it's one of those things that if you work in a park, you get asked about constantly. So this feels like now everybody that ever gets asked about anything can be like, just go listen to Keys of the Kingdom. That will give you a good slice of that world. Yeah, the theme park truly, whether you're a guest or a worker, has its own subculture if you choose yeah. to like live among it. And yeah. many people do. And so we take a deep look at it. Well, it's very exciting. But we're not here to talk about theme parks today. We are here to talk about love songs. We are here to determine once and for all 
the greatest love song of all time. But before we jump into that, I want to talk a little bit about how we are approaching this particular episode. Anytime we have something super wide ranging like this, of late, we have determined that one of the easy ways to really get into it is to just bring our own candidates to the table as opposed to try and, you know, when we're settling a binary thing, there's really only a couple of things to talk about. Last time you were on, we talked about James Bond. And so there's a finite number. This is wide open. So we're each bringing in our own versions of what we think is the best love song, which means by its very nature, as opposed to when we have a binary choice or a limited choice, we determine the criteria at the beginning of the episode. In this case, we did it ourselves. So I'm curious, what were the criteria that you guys were looking at in determining what you think is the best love song? Matt, I'll start with you. It's absolutely 100% scientifically pure subjectivity. Uh, I think (laughs) choosing a love song is like, how do you control who you fall in love with? You fall in love with certain melodies and certain lyrics and certain performances because they speak to you personally. So when we get down to it, the number one I'm going to argue for is so incredibly subjective that I expect to alienate 90% of the listeners. Not that it's a bad song. It's just, it just means so much to me that there's just no way it could possibly be mean that much to a large majority of people. But other than that, I think anything with a beautiful melody to the point of like even sort of treacly to me, just on the edge, like just enough to like whatever that vibration is of a certain melody that like drops a tear or gives you chills it's different for everybody, but that's what a great love song is to me. And then coupled with good lyrics, then you're yeah. really talking. Yeah. I think that that thing you mentioned, the bordering on treacly is a big part of it, because I think that we all put that line at a different place. Yeah. Right. And there are going right. to be some songs that are popular love songs that are clearly on the other side of that line unapologetically. There are songs that dance on that line. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's going to be a fun thing to determine the relative position on that line of each of the songs. Hal, what do you think? Yeah, I I think you're both right. So much of it is sort of the feeling that it evokes. Mm -hmm. And music is such a, uh, it's such a time machine. If you listen to a song that is tied to a specific point in your life, Mm. then anytime you listen to it, it takes you back. When I listen to the song Jesus Land by Ben Folds, I think back to when Jennifer and I were first dating, because that was when that album came out. And that track, I Ben Acker sort of turned me onto the album and I was listening to it nonstop. So when I hear that song, I, like I am transported to 18 years ago instantly. And I think, uh, you know, even if these songs don't necessarily transform me, it is like the message. It is the music. It is how it works together. A lot of it is these songs sort of set a mood. Some of the ones mm-hmm. I have are just sort of universally like, yes, this is, if you were to look in a dictionary for the definition of a love song, this might be there because it's so ubiquitous with either romance in a movie or just, you know, it was the theme of a million proms, like that kind <laughs> right. of stuff. You I know, love it's that. interesting too. I was just thinking about it as you said that, and it's like something from your past. And I, I'm remarking at how many of mine are from the 70s, which I was born in the 70s. So was, if I was in the 70s, I was a small kid. I wasn't falling in love, but yeah. there's something baked in where then I recycled them later. But I also, trying to be as objective as possible, feel like there were two golden ages of love songs. And that was like the Cole Porter, you know, 30s and 40s. And then the mm-hmm. 70s, yeah. the soft rock 70s, where a lot of men just 
got acoustic and bore their hearts in, you know, like almost too much at times, but in a way that gave us a just batch of love songs that are so sweet that I don't think has been matched ever since. I really don't. Yeah. Yeah. There's too much edge to it now, I think. I like the lyrics. Uh, I, and you mentioned something before about the lyrics being a big part of it. That unapologetic 1970s, let's get close to that line lyrics. That for me was the biggest part of this is I want, I, I love a great melody. And some of the ones that I have on my list have great melodies. But for me, it was all about the sentiment expressed in the lyrics. And I don't know, maybe it's because I've been in therapy lately, the uh healthiest version of love. Because listening to love songs over the past few days, I've been like, wow, that doesn't sound like a love song. Uh <laughs> Every step you take, I'll be watching you. That doesn't sound like a healthy love song, <laughs> no, guys. It's not. There's a no, lot of unhealthy love songs out there. Yeah, yeah. But there is a point, though, of like just openness and bearing and there are some things that i think can be forgiven some sentiments and then like you said looking back at the cole porter tunes and the tin pan alley songs of just delightful wordplay yeah based on the concepts of love or a song that and let me ask you guys this there are some songs that pick one thing and hook into it i'll look at a song like i say a little prayer for you it basically is here is what my day consists of and while I'm doing all these things I do in a day, here is I'm thinking about you while I do it. A very simple sentiment repeated over and over again, as opposed to and, and I'm now I'm just launching into a couple of things on my list, but I don't mean to be doing that. Uh, a song like The Power of Love, which is deep, long lyrics that cover every aspect of what love means to a person at this moment. Do you guys err on the side of simplicity or complexity with the lyrics to your love songs? And are those as important as the melody and the feeling of the music to you? I think I definitely err on the side of simplicity, but yeah. not as a rule. It just speaks to me more. Mm -hmm. And yes, melody, the melody has to be there for me. Yeah. Um, if that, cause that's just like the thing you don't need language for. It's, it's like a, you know, kind of meta language. And then if that strong melody has strong love lyrics, you're, you're in such good shape. There's a lot of songs I was thinking about including, but then when I really thought about the lyrics, they weren't that loving, even though the melody made me feel that way. Mm -hmm. So there's enough out there with good melodies and good lyrics that, in fact, I just thought about another one when you were talking. So I'm up to seven now. Yeah. Like I said before we start, I have a bajillion on this list, so I get it. It's hard. It's so weird, like, looking, just looking at some of the ones I have. Some of them are very, like, third person. Like, Power of Love is a very third person song. Like, here's what yeah. love is. Here's what it feels like to be in love. I'm talking about Celine Dion's, by the way, and not Huey oh, you're talking about that? I think you're talking about Huey Lewis. Oh, and I heard Huey Lewis is in a story yesterday. Really? Yeah. Look, yeah. that How album romantic. is amazing. The the I, if Hal will have any chance to throw some Back to the Future in there, we will get it in there in whatever form. <laughs> well, all right, but there are also other songs that are various stages, like some that are asking to be loved, some mm -hmm. that are a new love, some that are uh, have been in a relationship for a long time. One I have in here that I don't think is a finalist for me is Ray Charles's cover of Careless Love from Modern Sounds and Country in Western Music, mm -hmm. which is third person, but it's also about him being in love. So he's speaking generally and also specific. And I, th I think the ones that are speaking to me the most looking at it are about people who are in a relationship. It's either like about a specific person and I'm singing to you 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I'm singing about them, but it, you know, it's one specific person. Right. In some cases, very, one of mine is very famously about someone specific. So mm. is it uh, about Dave Coulier in the theater? It is about Dave Coulier in the theater. Okay. Is it Ray Stevens's It's Me Again, Margaret? <laughs> is it Judy Bloom's Are You There? It's God, it's me, Margaret. It is. It is the musical version. It's actually just the entire novel sung. Ooh. It was is this an Andy Kaufman bit? Yeah. By Paul Lind. Yeah. yeah it was uh, really good. Margaret's fair God, it's me, Margaret. <laughs> he's, he's a way better singer than you would think because he basically like talk sings. Like, you know, uh, the, the fairgrounds are a veritable smorgasbord over smorgasbord. It's like almost kind of a patter song, but this is like full melody and it's beautiful. Yeah. Paul Lynn neither sings nor talks, but somehow does both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he vibrates between planes. Yeah, yeah. he does. <laughs> oh, God. Well, shall we jump into our round robin then? Do we feel we have enough, uh, both uh, an understanding of our differences and our similarities as far as our criteria go for these? I think so. All right. Yeah. Matt, as our guest, we offer it to you to throw the first one out there. Okay. So can I just throw out a few honorable mentions before I get to my official? We're going uh, like five, four, yeah. three, two, one. Well, no, 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 no. We're not necessarily in order. This is just throw oh. them out there. We're all going to determine yeah. at okay. the end. So let me start with the strong ones. If you want, uh, save those for the end. Mark, okay. you write them down. Will you be the yes. official? I will write them down as the official secretary, I guess. Okay. That's right. The Secretary of Love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to throw out a sort of like couplet of honorable mentions. Uh-huh. Now, this is a this is a flaw of mine. I think these are perfect love songs, and they kind of work within the realm of the '70s unabashed, wear your heart on your sleeve thing. But because they are either like they're from the 2000s, mm-hmm. there's feels like a little bit of almost like I have a little bit of hesitance of, of am I allowed to be vulnerable with these things? You know what I mean? There's something mm-hmm. about them being out of era, which I think makes them stronger songs and I salute them for that. But it's something about me and it's death cab for cuties, follow you into the dark and Ben folds the luckiest. They are weepy, weepy songs. Yeah. But they're almost too good for their time. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Yes. I'm not as familiar with the Death Cab for Cutie song, but the luckiest is in a heavy is in heavy rotation for me as love songs go. It does have that simplicity to it. Yeah. I think. And they both have beautiful melodies mm-hmm. and they're just straight up like basically I love you, we're going to die, but please let us be together. It's kind yeah. of the both have a similar sentiment to them. That sort of tragic Romeo and Juliet love. Yeah. Yeah. Mixed the, with the luck- up. Yeah. Uh, the, the luckiest was, <laughs> uh, was the first dance song at my wedding. That was, with Oh me. my God. And a friend oh. of ours had a super eight camera and filmed like a bunch of our ceremony and us doing the recessional afterwards and then cut it together to that song and gave it to me. I actually uploaded it on YouTube. It's, oh. on my, it's like the one public video of my YouTube channel. Oh my I God. Why I made it. Public, oh, I want to see but- that. But uh, that song makes me cry, not only because of the story of it, it's such a beautiful song. It made me cry like when we picked it, but it's so heavily associated with my wedding. Oh, that, that's uh, amazing. Yeah. It is a great song. I had it on my list, but it was not one of my finalists, I think, because I felt too close to it. I see. We have I have our wedding dance song on here as well as the Walking Down the Aisle song, as well as what was playing when we got engaged. I'm just realizing that. Wow. So well, then, look, mention- it's hard to be objective in a love yeah. songs episode. 
Yeah. I get it. But we'll do our damnedest, gentlemen. So those were a couple of honorable mentions. Do you want to give out your first of your top five? Yes, I do. But I want to do one more honorable mention. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just have to mention it. It's been in the zeitgeist lately. It's Long, Long Time by Linda Ronstadt, and Townland does a cover of this, but I only mention that because we do it because I love the song so much. Yeah. And when we've been playing that for years, and then when it came out on The Last of Us, I just felt like the world opened up, and I I don't know how many people had that song top of mind, and I was so glad to just hear everybody loving the song and finally kind of going like, yes, it's so sad and so beautiful. It's just... It's a perfect song for me. And so is her voice. Her voice. Truly perfect. I think they've even said, like scientists have said, she has one of the most perfect pitch, like can hold a note perfectly. Oh, yeah. That's wow. something like that. Yeah. She's that makes sense. Incredible. There's a clarity and a simplicity to that. Yeah. yeah. I love okay. that. So that is no, the final of the honorable mentions you know for what? this round. That's what I'm going to make my number five. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Linda Ronstadt's Long, Long Time. I'm going to move Lost in Love by Air Supply into honorable mention. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Air Supply. Oh, man. I moved Air Supply into my honorable mentions, too. I feel bad for them. Oh, God. I I was, I was, my mom growing up had that Air Supply greatest hits that's just a hot air balloon with the pale background. Oh, yeah. So it was Lost in Love. It was every once in a while, like, for some reason, the song I whistle most often when I'm whistling is... Oh, that's weird. It got cut out. Oh, did yeah, it get cut out? Oh, oh, that's Zoom, right. I forget. Zoom has a, a lost in love filter. <laughs> the uh, the song, that, the, <laughs> the thing that I hum the most often when I am just noodling around melodies in my head, and I think as far as the melody thing goes, this is the one that gets stuck in my head most often is... Making love out of nothing at all, man. Oh, Air Supply... God. Honorable, big honorable mention to Air Supply. In general. Jack of all songs, master of none, though, apparently for this list. Too much. I guess. Yeah. Lost in Love, That it has that part where the guy who sings goes high at the end. Mm-hmm. He's normally singing like, lost in love. But then at the end, he goes up like an octave or something. And lost in love. And I, oh, my God. Anyway, that played yeah. an instrumental version of that played during Amanda walking down the aisle. And... Oh, beautiful. I'd like to apologize. You don't love your wife enough to put that one on the list, though, huh? I've got two others that were Fair. instrumental. So, yeah. All right. Okay. Hal, what's yours? What's your first one? Well, as we all know, I am a lover of tan foods. We've had, we've had a meal together, Matt. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure whatever I ate was like a leather belt of food. <laughs> Wait, how is, where is this heading for a love song, though? I can't. I, I, th- I feel like I, I picked a lot of like straight down the chute, and I think it's weird. It would be weird for me. I'm just going to lead off with maybe the most obvious one, which is Peter Gabriel's In Your Eyes, oh, which yeah. oh, for, all right. for those who are who are too young to have seen Say Anything, the famous Lloyd Dobler holding the boombox that is playing that as his way of serenading Ioni Sky's character, whose name I do not remember and don't care to. Um, <laughs> I just think it's a beautiful like, – just from the start of it, it sort of sets a mood and it sort of captures the uh, – what it is to be loved. Mm, which is yeah, i think yeah. a really interesting sort of take on it rather than an i love you it's this is how it feels when somebody loves you that's so good yeah i love that and i love that it's regardless it's an ask you know what i mean mm-hmm. i love that my first one that i'm going to throw out 
is also from a 1980s film. And again, like I said, <laughs> it is not Back to the Future's The Power of Love in this particular uh, instance. Is it Axel F? <laughs> you know what? I am in love with Harold Faltermeyer personally. Okay. If you don't know who that is, people of the world, go back and listen to our best Harold Faltermeyer song episode. For real? But, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We oh did it. We God. dug in. <laughs> was it Beverly Hills Cop or Fletch? I think it was Beverly Hills Cop. I think it was I Beverly Hills Cop. Because yeah. I think that is I a you killer did. theme. It's so good. Killer theme. So good. So, no, this is another 80s movie song. And for me, there is something sort of magical about the partnership of love. And maybe we'll just talk about love throughout this episode. But one of the important elements of love to me is the partnership inherent in it, regardless of what is going on in the world. You know what? I don't, it doesn't matter. It's just you and me. Let them say we're crazy. I don't care about that. Put your hand in my hand, baby. Don't ever look back. Let the world around us just fall apart. Baby, we can make it if we're heart to heart. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm going to the movie Mannequin, and I'm going to Starships. <laughs> Nothing's wow. going to stop us now. Wow. <laughs> I Nicely think that done. lyrically is beautiful. I think the song is so fun. The melody is a lot of fun. You know what that is? There are certain songs that are slow dances, and there are certain songs that are two people running at each other in an airport. Yeah, celebrating. Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. what this song is. And well done. I, yeah, I love that one. So that's my first entry. Okay. Matt, what's next for you? Next, it wouldn't be me if I didn't involve James Bond somehow. Sure. Sure. I'm just realizing this was played at my wedding as well, but at, with my dance with my mom. <laughs> so, this is Louis Anderson's We Have All the Time in the World. Um, and it's the last song he ever recorded. Louis and Anderson. Did I say Louis Anderson? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're going to have to edit This that. is the last song I'm ever oh recording. My God. I hope I told you enjoy you. it. You can I keep just... it in because I am <laughs> so depleted and sick that uh, I think I want to celebrate that I said Louis Anderson. <laughs> no, I'm at Roseanne Bars. We have all the time in the world. Sam <laughs> oh. Kinison's. Uh, sorry, Louis Armstrong. Jesus. Oh, my God. I love it. Keep it in. Uh, oh. Again, I don't know. This is another song I don't know. You're introducing me to new songs. Oh, it's just this sweet little ballad that's just, we have all the time in the world. And it's from Honor Majesty's Secret Service and spoiler for that. But it's the one where he gets married and then that doesn't end so well. And then they reuse it in No Time to Die quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And it's also integrated throughout the John Barry theme in both movies. And then the Hans Zimmer theme in the, in the second one. But it's just a simple, simple, beautiful song with his kind of like, it's very mellow, Louis Armstrong. He's not kind of like doing his belting very much. And he was near death when he recorded it. So there's kind of a melancholy to it, but also like a sweet, simple beauty. It's got a little trumpet solo. It's just yeah. a, a throwback. It's beautiful. And I love, I know I'm, I'm looking at the lyrics of this right now and it's, yeah, it's just a beautiful sentiment. Very straightforward, yeah. It's very straightforward, and it's very trusting. You know, many songs, Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow? There are songs that are about the fleeting nature of love. Yeah, yeah. This is a, this is permanent. We can both relax, and we can both trust this in the lyrics. We have all the love in the world. We have all the time in the world. Just for love, nothing more, nothing less, only love. That's, yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Beautiful. Hal, what you got? Boy, it's so funny you brought up a song from a film in the 60s because I almost put the 
I can't even remember the name of it. The theme from Franco Zeffirelli's Romeo and Juliet just oh, feels yeah. like very like a rose will bloom, like that whole thing. And then we'll fade. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So does a lad. And so oh, yeah. I think I'm gonna but I think I have to go back to the eighties and um Axel F. I'm gonna throw it in there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I actually do want to go back to the eighties. I do one that I think is beautiful. There are two Cindy Lauper songs I have. One is time after time. The other is true oh. colors. Oh, I think that true colors mm. is the one I have to pick because it's just, again, it's like being seen by someone and it's just beautiful. They're both so beautiful. Oh man. I do love time after time. Also. I know time after time. Oh, damn it. I, yeah. In fact, when you said that, I went. Why didn't I put that? Oof, on my yeah. list? Uh, you know what? I'm going to do time after time. Yeah, I can't. I which I think was the one co-written with um, what's his name from the Hooters. Yeah, was there her boyfriend at the time? I think. Yeah, I think they were dating. But he wrote. I think he that was the one he co-wrote because I think that's him harmonizing with her. Yeah. When you when you order the lyrics when you call. If you're lost and you're lonely, you will find me me. time after time. Time after time. Oh, God. And it's so simple, the chords. Like, it's such a simple, simple song and melody, and it's perfect. And it is. There are other songs like, I was looking at some Celine Dion where it's like, here is what you do for me. There's a lot of that. You know what I mean? There's a lot of love songs that are sort that are self-looking. I don't want to say selfish because that feels self-focused. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The songs that are about, you know, here's about how you treat me. This is about how I'm treating you. Right. So I love that it, that the lyrics move in that direction. Also, I'm curious because I have a couple on my list. Do you think that the best love song all time of all time necessarily needs to be about love aimed in the direction of a significant other? Because I would argue that true colors is about loving yourself. The greatest love of all is, you know, I believe the children are a future. There's so many different versions of a love song that are looking at things other than a significant other. And I would argue that's what true colors is I'm not taking true colors. Right. But I'm curious, you guys' thoughts on that just in general as a criteria for this. I think that's just up to us deciding that criteria. Are we doing like... yeah? lover songs or songs mm-hmm. about love because yeah you can have right. songs about your siblings or your parents or your mm-hmm. relatives your best friends because yeah. yeah what's that there's the queen song you're my best friend yeah and it's a beautiful love song kentucky avenue by tom waits is the i think best friend song out there and it's absolutely a love song just something yeah. to think about yeah when we get closer to the end yeah and okay. that was um by the way the guy whose name i could not remember yeah mm-hmm. his name is rob hyman Oh. Yeah. Which sounds like, I'm, sounds, sounds like, like you're making up that up for an improv scene, but <laughs> yeah. I'm not. It's, it's it sounds like you. Way. It sounds like you're the person in the audience yelling that as a suggestion. Yeah. Oh my god! And then the person on stage going, "No, Rob Hyman." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 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 sir, Look, I'm in the show. Somebody cut this guy <laughs> off, please. I will stick. Aww. If you won't do it, Hal, I will. Okay. If you're not going to go to a Franco Zeffirelli movie, I will go to Ooh. a Franco Zeffirelli movie. Oh. But it's not going to be Romeo and Juliet. It's going to be Love Story, and it's going oh. to be a song written by Lionel Richie originally just as a melody until Zeffirelli came back and said, you know what? I want you to add lyrics, and also I want you to add Diana Ross, two of the greatest love song performers of all time. In you want to talk songs that dance on the edge of sugary sweet, endless love. Oh yeah, is I think a perfect love song. Mm. The melody's beautiful. The lyrics are 
they're not it's not a terribly mature love that they have it is very much the puppy dog i will die if i don't have you phase of love but i just love that song so much and i think it's a wonderful love song classic yeah it's fantastic i had it on my list I had it All right. list. Oh, I took sure. one off your list I'm, for you. Well, I'm sort of going on the fly. I didn't know if it was going to be one of the five. I'm just sort of like, mm-hmm. I'm going by feel here because it feels like this is evolving, which I love. Yeah. There we go. All right, Matt, what have you got? Well, I'm, I think I'm going to just start getting more into obscurity here, but Waylon Jennings has a song called The Wurlitzer Prize. Do you Ooh. guys know this song? I don't. It's just a sweet little country ballad. And, um, Basically, the the meaning of the song is like the Wurlitzer jukebox, and he keeps throwing silver down the jukebox, and like he should get a prize for how many songs he's played, thinking of his love. And you know, it's so good. It's just this perfect, sweet, simple little melody with kind of, you know, some just a slightly clever premise, but enough of a lyrical Mm -hmm. hook to kind of separate it from the rest. And then you got Waylon Jennings, kind of sad little baritone. Uh, yeah, I, it's a short song. I think it was written by someone named Chips Momin. Chips uh, Momin. That's right. I'm looking uh, at it right that, now. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chips so Momin wrote the song. I, and I, the I, lyrics are beautiful. And there's one that, and I'm in looking at it. And that's one thing I love about this is sometimes there's just one lyric that can suck you in. And that's all it takes. That sort of Hemingway six word story economy yeah. of words. And I think this song has a great version of it. A fresh roll of quarters, same old song, missing you through and through. And then it ends, each refrain ends with, I don't want to get over you. So it's not even like this person thinks they're going to get back together. He doesn't even want to move on. He wants to be in his misery. Like, I get that I don't get to have you. I still don't want to yeah. be over you. I'm not, I, I don't even want to be happy without that's you. So heartbreaking. Brutal. Yeah. Oh I'd rather us have a relationship that's just me wanting you than me have a relationship with anyone else. Yeah. I mean, it's really, um, what's the Jim Carrey, Kate Winslet movie? It's, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind before yeah. that ever came along. I wow. mean, I'm, I'm reaching there, but no, there's a good parallel for it. Yeah. There's also a duet version of that song with Nora Jones and yes. Willie Nelson. Yeah. yeah, and then there's a solo Nora Jones one too that's it's just as good. She's so yeah. great. It's really good. She's fantastic. All right. Hal, you're up. I've got one that I think's a good one, but I want to make everybody yeah. wait until after the break. We're gonna take Ooh, a quick break right now. Okay. Everybody wait. You're gonna wonder what's going on in Lublin's Noodle. You'll find out right after this. <laughs> hey Sydney, you're a physician and the co-host of Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine, right? That's true, Justin. Is it true that our medical history podcast is just as good as a visit to your primary care physician? No, Justin, that is absolutely not true. Uh, however, our podcast is funny and interesting and a great way to learn about the medical misdeeds of the past as well as some current not-so-legit healthcare fads. So you're saying that by listening to our podcast, people will feel better. Sure. And isn't that the same reason that you go to the doctor? Well, uh, you could say that. But and our podcast is free? Yes, it is free. You heard it here first, folks. Sawbones, Meryl Tour of Misguided Medicine, right here on Maximum Fun. Just as good as going to the doctor. No, no, no. Still not just as good as going to the doctor, but but pretty good. It's up there. 
Greatest Trek is the podcast for all your modern Star Trek needs. It's funny, informative, and now it's also timely. That's because every Friday, right after the release of a new episode of Strange New Worlds, Picard, Lower Decks, Discovery, or Prodigy, we bring you a review of that episode. There's some great new Star Trek coming up, and we're going to cover all of it. You'll like our show because we're both former video producers, so we bring a lot of insight into the production and filmmaking aspects to these episodes. And we also have a very refined sense of humor, so we make lots of delightful fart jokes along the way. So come see why Greatest Trek is one of the most popular television recap podcasts on all of the internet. Subscribe to Greatest Trek at MaximumFun.org or in the podcast app you're using right now. All right, are we back? We're back. All right. You, How? You, you, you kept us yes. in suspense for so long. What's the next love song on your list? I think this song is great because, number one, it kind of makes you feel like it's sexy time. But also, it is about – I feel like it's a little bit about, like, the realities of a relationship. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's not that easy. But mm-hmm. you have to implore the other person and say, let's stay together. Uh, Reverend Al Green. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh. Uh, which is so like I number one, it's Al Green, right. who again, like among all these peoples, it just has one of the most pure, beautiful voices. Yeah. And the song has so much feeling to it, but it also has this sort of like mellow vibe to it at the same time. It's so like smooth. Mm-hmm. I just love it. And I think it's a very mature kind of love song. Yeah. yeah. Cause I love that we're picking love songs that kind of fit in their own stages of a relationship. It's almost like mm-hmm. we're, we're playing out the timeline of a relationship we could do a broadway jukebox musical with all these songs and tell a story of a relationship yeah this is a it i was you know what i had that one on my list as well how for that very reason that it feels like a mature version of love literally the lyrics are let's stay together whether yeah. times are good or bad or happy or sad i'm so in love with you let's stay together and also why do people break up then go ahead and make up like just mm-hmm. again like These relationship cycles, like that might not be the healthiest relationship. Yeah. And yet there's something there. He wants to stay together. Oh, that reminds me of another honorable mention, um, Mm. which is crowded houses. Don't dream it's over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Oh, God. Hey, now. Hey, now. In the war between us. Oh, so good. Yeah. All right. I'm throwing out another one. You mentioned Matt. You mentioned uh, doing a Broadway jukebox musical. Uh, people of the world know that I'm a big Broadway fan, and I was like, I gotta get one musical theater song onto my list. Please. And I had three that were at the top of it, two from the same show, oh. uh, but neither of them won. So I will give honorable mentions to From Les Mis, the most heartbreaking song of longing and pining for an unrequited love that I've heard on my own, sung by Eponine. Also, A Little Fall of Rain slightly later in the show, as she is dying, and he is holding her in his arms. Marius is holding her, and as she dies, I'm here, that's all you need to know, is a beautiful lyric between an unrequited love best friend and the one who wants to see her off into the next life with love. I think both of those are beautiful, but I am going back to our home of Disneyland, specifically the Hyperion Theater and Alan Menken's immortal, both Broadway and Disney film classic, 
I think a whole new world is uh, a beautiful <laughs> love song. Yeah, yeah. it is. I, you it's know, I so put good. Part of your world up there too. That the yeah. Ariel song. Oh yeah. yeah. Part of your world, I think, is the best Disney song. Personally, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, but I think a whole new world is an yeah. absolutely beautiful. It's a song about new love. It's. The moment when Aladdin turns to Jasmine and says, don't you trust me? And she takes his hand. It is that moment in song form. I think the lyrics are beautiful. I think it's hopeful. I think the melody is beautiful. It's Alan Menken at his best with Howard Ashman. And it's a stunning song. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the idea of keeping like the don't you dare close your eyes is not only because of the view around, but also mm-hmm. like really soaking in that feeling of being love and the idea that it's going to get better. Yeah. And isn't the don't you dare close your eyes kind of like a little counterpoint interjection? It's not like part yeah. of the melody. Yeah. Just, don't, don't you dare, dare close cl- your eyes. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's great. It's just encouragement. He's encouraging her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I also, uh, another uh, Broadway shout out I wanted to give. Also, I think Suddenly Seymour is another one of the great, all time great musical theater love mm-hmm. songs. But that is more of a subjective choice than an objective choice for me. Yeah. yeah. All right, Matt, what else have you got? You've got okay. two more slots. You've got so far, you've got Linda, Louie, and Waylon. Who's yeah. jumping onto that boat? Well, this is a duet, and it's a little bit more obscure. It mm-hmm. was uh, a song written by John Doe from X and performed with Kathleen Edwards, the Canadian singer songwriter, who I think mm-hmm. is truly one of my favorite artists. Um, but most of her solo songs are a little like almost not anti love. They're kind of like, broken love or something yeah this is a song that is so wonderfully cynical in that it kind of like talks about all the tough parts of love in a way that feels more like a love song than almost anything else because it's being honest with itself it's called love that golden state and this was the song that amanda and i danced to at our wedding but let me just run you through some of the lyrics here although you have to hear the song i really urge people to check this out You are the hole in my head. I am the pain in your neck. You are the lump in my throat. I am the aching in your heart. We are tangled. We are stolen. We are living where things are hidden. You are something in my eye, and I am the shiver down your spine. You are the lick of my lips, and I am the tip of your tongue. We are tangled. We are stolen. We are buried up to our necks in sand. We are love. We are hate. We are the feeling you get in the golden state. We are love. We are hate. We are the feeling I get when you walk away. Walk away. Yeah. Ah, oh, beautiful. It is such a great, it's like a really upbeat kind of slightly punk rock, but it's very melodic. And we um, had this DJ at our wedding that we were kind of like got against our will. It's a long story, but he was this very sweet guy, but he, he truly managed to mess everything up at every turn where he didn't <laughs> play our, our wedding march song. We got out there on the floor after he announced us to dance and there was no music. And he just stood up from his laptop and just went, go on without me. And he ran away to do something. What? To do something. I don't know. He had to go get another version of the song somehow. So we all stood there. And it was also freezing cold at our wedding. And we just stood there laughing. And it actually kind of like added to the, the perfection of this song. Because the minute you try to make something perfect, the minute you're screwed. And the more yeah. you kind of surrender to just the imperfection of life and love, the happier you'll be. And so why not celebrate it and acknowledge how much it like sticks you in the heart. But then that's what makes it all so worth it anyway. You know, I love that. And I love that it, yeah, read just, I don't know the song, but looking at the lyrics of the song, it's the poetry of it is in that. Yeah. We're just going to turn the idea of a love song on its head and all of the things about love that suck. 
and all of the things about being human that suck, we are going to celebrate together. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing's going to stop us now. And these are rock and roll singers. So they're not like perfect, you know, Broadway singers. So they, their voices pair so perfectly with it and the music's so perfect. Yeah, yeah. I highly recommend you check it out. You're the hole in my head. I'm the pain in your neck. You're the lump in my throat. I'm the aching in your heart. Oh, all right. Beautiful. Gives me chills. Gives me chills. Yeah. Oh. I like that. All right. Hal, what you got next? I have a song about the lady so nice that they wrote hit songs about her twice. New York, so, New York. The woman is Patty Boyd. <laughs> when the oh. song was written, she was Patty Boyd Harrison. It is oh. something. Oh, like oh something. Yeah. Ooh, that's, is, that's a goodie. Something's oh a solid God. choice. This is like the start of, I mean, outside of it just being a beautiful song that also I think features uh, Eric Clapton on the guitar solo, which is yep. a portent of things to come. But it yeah. is, it, it, part of what I love about it is it's, like right before the Beatles are about to break up and George Harrison has so many songs he's written that he puts out a double album that's like yeah. just wall to wall bangers. It's but th- this is one that was like, it was time and it came out and it's such a maturely written song and so beautiful and just like a perfect song. I don't know if it's the yeah. best love song, but I think it's a perfect song. I and think it, it was Sinatra's favorite Beatles song. Really? Yeah, that's what I've I've heard heard a lot of people say it was their favorite Beatles song. But of course, if Sinatra says it, yeah. And it's also one of those mature love songs, whereas some of these songs have certainty built into them. There's something about you're asking me, will my love grow? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Stick around now. It may show. And he's 25 when he writes this? Are you kidding me? No, he was 25 when the Beatles broke up. He'd have done all of that by the time the Beatles broke up. It's insane. Yeah, I now am not as emotionally mature as any of the Beatles were when they were in their twenties. I know, (laughs) I know. That's an incredible choice. Yeah, that's really expertly done. My next choice is: look, we are all adults here, kids. You're all adults too. In this case, (laughs) no, leave the room, kids. There is something about love where a big part of it is sex. And I think there is an unapologetic song that is about sex that is a perfect love song. And Mark. it is Boys to Men's I'll Make Love to You. Oh, I thought oh. you were going to say Axel F. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the F stands for. We know what the F stands for. Yeah, yeah that's right. Foley? No, I don't think so. Like, uh, look at the lyrics to Boys to Men's I'll Make Love to You. The music is perfect. Sex music the lyrics are unapologetically sex lyrics, but positive and joyful and consensual and loving and kind and sexy. It's there's just something wonderfully sexy about that song. Yeah. Oh, so good. I was the yeah. when I was writing down like, all right, here are the song. Like, I was just sort of mm-hmm. how many of these can I list out? That was the third one that I wrote down. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. another one that falls in its own category of a relationship too. You know, we really, are, these all kind of exist mm-hmm. next door to each other. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. All right, Matt, what do you got okay. next? I'm going to show my true stripes here. All right. This is, this is your number one. This is your last one. This is the one that you said at the beginning. This is my number one. Yeah. And the listeners should know that you, you said we should put together five songs right before mm-hmm. we got on. I was just thinking we come with our one. And this yeah. was oh. definitively my one. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm excited. And 
Uh, this was playing when I proposed to Amanda, not because it happened to be on, but because I made sure it was on. We were in our house. Mm. And, um, <laughs> okay. It's Danny's song by Kenny Loggins. However, the one I'm talking about is the Anne Murray soft rock version Ooh. of Danny's song. And uh, you might not even know this song by its title, but you've got to know it by its lyrics and a melody. And it's, even though we ain't got money, uh-huh. I'm so in love with you, honey. Everything will bring a chain up. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's just so plaintive and sweet. And the, that sentiment of, even though we ain't got money, I'm so in love with you, honey, to me is like the single best love lyric ever of we have love, yeah. so everything else that comes along will be gravy. And yes. then I dug into this song a little bit more. I don't know why I like the Anne Murray version better. It's just a little bit more produced. It has pedal steel, which to me, I'm such a sucker. It's got that kind of 70s Canadian country pop that I think mm-hmm. was a sort of subgenre of its own that just hits me to the core. And something about a woman singing it does me better. But talking about how George Harrison was so young when he wrote that, Kenny Loggins was in high school when he wrote this for his brother who was having a child because this song is about having a baby with the yeah. person you love. And it just seems, you know, there's a little bit of nervousness of how are we going to pull this off? We don't have money. How are we going to make this work? But in the end, who would want to be anywhere else but here? And then there's something I really love. If you listen to the Kenny Loggins version, mm-hmm. and it's great too. I've never heard a song do this before, but the entire song plays. They finish the last chorus, and you can see on the timeline there's maybe 20 seconds left. Then the bass decides to come in. (laughs) (laughs) And to me, I picture them in studio, and he's like, we've got this, we've got this. Where's Bill? Ah, Bill will be here. Don't worry about it. Let's just start. (laughs) And Bill quietly walks in. It's kind of like, mouths, am I too late? And just sets up, and then... In comes the bass, like, I still got to get on the song, even if it's the last 20 seconds. Oh, my God. It makes me so happy. There's that moment. I'm sorry to just ramble on here for a second. No, no please do. That's the whole point. I've talked about this before, but there's the song by the supergroup, The Highwaymen, which is Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, and Willie Nelson, mm-hmm. called The Highwaymen. And each one of them takes a verse about being like an old-timey working-class laborer. So it starts with Willie, I was a highwayman. And then it was, then it's Waylon, I was a dam builder. And then Chris Christopherson, I was a sailor. And then they have a little bridge and it gets to Johnny Cash and it feels so unrehearsed. Like they said, Hey, everybody come in with your parts. We'll record it. We don't want to hear it. So it goes, highwayman, dam builder, sailor, Johnny, take it. I fly a starship. And, and you, <laughs> I feel like you can the band, like skip a beat where they go, wait, what? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think you mistook what we were going for. Oh, and it's so great. And then I just imagine that bassist coming at the end of the login session, just kind of like, well, you didn't expect me, but here I am. Anyway, the song is so gorgeous. It's pretty perfect. I, I adore it. And if you listen closely in that Loggins version, you can hear the case unsnap in a very faint, <laughs> I'm so sorry. So, yeah. <laughs> Traffic was atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> right before the bass comes in, you hear it. Uh, I, I can't think of that song without thinking of Wet Hot American Summer because it's mm. the song that Ken Marino is singing when he oh, crashes. Oh, that's uh, right. The, oh, the, really? The I didn't even truck. realize that. Yeah. But it also is, I mean, it's, no, it's when he's going, he's about to go make love and that's the song he's singing on oh, the way. God. But 
I'm curious, was there a specific part when you proposed? Like, did you, was there like any kind of like timing it out a little bit? Do you remember what part was playing? No, I was like, we were at home, so it was kind of, it was like controlled conditions, but I was still, all I could do was get this song on and get up the gumption to, to get it right. So I couldn't, I think it went on long enough where I'm sure we hit, even though we ain't got money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it must have been. I, I don't know, but did she know? Did that song tip her off at all? No, although we would kind of play it and sing it a lot as a kind of like sweet little, you know, notion to each other. We had that. Oh, Mark, you remember this where she and I met doing improv at Universal Studios where it'd be up on this balcony like you do as the New Yorker. But we were in this very short lived British version. Yeah. And at some point, you know, you could be like a Tweety posh Brit or whatever. But at some point, they just kind of like put everybody in one thing and i was like a keith richards rocker and they gave us a guitar and i'd be out on that balcony with her working with her and i would kind of like as like a rolling stones looking rocker singing even though we ain't got money just and she would know and it was that <laughs> oh yeah that's uh, i remember that show i loved that show i loved yeah. that version of the just sit on a second floor and yell at people <laughs> i know it was a sweet version. I didn't. I didn't know that that was where you guys met. Was doing. Uh, was doing that. I just assumed your paths had crossed in the theme park world for years with no that part push of what, and Cinderella and all of that. Yeah, part of what this podcast we have is kind of about is we worked at Disney at the same time forever and never crossed paths. And then oh, wow. the first day of rehearsal at Universal for this job, we met, and it yeah. was like from that point on, we both met. Oh, I think. Yeah, I love that. All right, Hal, what have you got? I want to throw out a couple of the honorable mentions I have sure. that I didn't choose. One is, again, from the 80s, Take My Breath Away by Berlin. <gasps> That's I, a yeah, great, great song. One. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. I had God Only Knows by the Beach Boys, which is another great oh, one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Is um, good. And then maybe the uh, – the uh, I mean, there are so many. Uh, John Legend's All of Me, which is the song he wrote for his wife, Chrissy Teigen. That yeah. I, think he that's, I feel like that's wedding. entered – that has entered the like American standard songbook yeah. canon. Really? I don't know. In the way that, that Tin Pan Alley songs have. Yeah. It's the all, all of me loves me. all of you. Oh, I, I just think of all of me. Why right. not take all of me? <laughs> Best version of that song I ever heard was on the seafront in Copenhagen, a clarinet, a banjo, and a drummer in an episode of Rick Steves Europe. Anyway, oh. <laughs> wow, wow, yeah. I mean, oh, oh geez, uh, just a couple more. Ain't no mountain yeah. high enough. I had on my list. Didn't sure. do that. Be my baby by the Ronettes. Mm-hmm. Two different, just the way you are. Is one by Billy Joel, one by Bruno Mars. Although thinking about it, the best Billy Joel love song might be "She's Always a Woman to Me" because oh, that yeah. was oh man, yeah. so good. All right, but I'll, I'll oh, man. I don't know so if any many. There are on your list, Mark, but yeah. I, I'm just gonna go with what I think is timeless. Like, all you have to do is hear the opening strings, and automatically you're transported, and that is Etta James at last. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just think that that is, uh, I don't know, it's something about this pronouncement that you found love, and what that means, and it just, that is synonymous with love perfect marriage of not only, like, a perfect melody and song and lyric, but the performance rises yeah. to the level of the craft of the others you know because who, yes. that was a song from the 40s that she covered in 1960 is that right who was it? yeah who was oh. it I, I think it was glenn miller orchestra oh. or one of the old orchestras did Sounds it right as 
It was very much like a 1940 song. And she went, no, no, no. I'm giving you my soulful version of it. And it's, yeah, it's a stunner. Oh. And I can connect it to Back to the Future because her version, her song <laughs> Roll With Me Henry is also on the soundtrack to that. So Etta Is that James. an Etta James song, Roll With Me Henry? Yeah. Roll With Me Henry. Yeah, that's uh, her. All right. So your last one is At Last. Yes. All right. Now I'm going to give my honorable mentions as well because I have a couple uh, more. I was curious and I'm still debating. Two more too. So okay. I- yeah. Yeah. More. More. All right. I'll throw mine out there. I'll give you my last one and then you'll okay. get the last two in there. Again, one of my honorable mentions you just mentioned, Hal, which was at last. I also have The Beatles, All You Need Is Love. That's more of one of those agape love songs. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Of the, like, there's nothing you can do that can't be done. All You Need Is Love, I think, is a wonderful sentiment. But if we are keeping it to significant other romantic love songs, I have to go with, ah, this is tough. See, this is the problem with having a top ten list when we're really doing a top five each show. I have... As mentioned before, you know what? I think one is better, so I will just give some love to the one I mentioned before, which is Celine Dion's The Power of Love. Because I'm your lady, you are my man. The idea of being frightened but being ready, I think lyrically it is a beautiful song, but it is a more complex song lyrically than the one that I'm actually going to go with here. And this is one that has come up multiple times on this show. From a legendary artist, uh, she wrote the original version and Whitney Houston covered it to much acclaim. And that uh, is, of course, yeah. yep. Dolly Parton's ode to Porter Wagner that she sang to oh. him to his face the day she wrote it on the same day as Jolene to tell the man that she was leaving. The idea of I have to go, but I will always love you. Oh. Dolly Parton's I will always love you is, I think, a perfect. I agree. A perfect love song. It's okay. incredible. It gives yeah. me chills even to hear you say it. I was thinking of that when you were talking, we were talking about like the, I've got to go, you know, I don't yeah. want to get over you versions of love songs. Of, yeah. You know, and long, long time is the same way too. Yeah. yeah. So many different versions of, I feel like there's so many tentpole moments in the arc of a love. There's puppy love. That's endless love is the, I'm just going to fawn over you and do anything for you. There's Al Green with let's stay together through thick and thin. And then when it doesn't work out, there's I don't want to get over you mm-hmm. with Waylon Jennings's Wurlitzer Prize. And I will always love you with Dolly Parton. There are all these different moments within a love song, all of them very well represented in this episode. But guys, this is not. What are the best 15 love songs? This is, what is the best love song? So here is how I'd love to do the end here. And it's a game that we've played before. It's a game I'd like to play now. Each one of us will select one song to move into the final three that is not on our own list. Oh, I love this. So we will each select a song from someone else's list to be the finalist. By the way, before we do this, what I love about I Will Always Love You, Mm -hmm. what I think is so cool about it is that it's not about romantic love. Yeah. And there are so many different kinds of loves. And it made me think of the song She's Such a Temptation by Billy Joel, which Mm -hmm. you think is about his wife, but is about his newborn daughter that he doesn't want to leave. Yeah. I, I just like it's interesting, like how many different kinds of love can be encompassed in a song and even taken to mean it can mean romantic love even if it's not written that way i think that's like the hallmark of a really great song yeah Mm. yeah love is love is love right yeah yes 
all right, what order should we do this in? Should we stay in the same order or uh, mix you it up? You have the list? I have the us? list. I will read the list right now. Okay. For Matt Gorley, Linda Ronstadt, long, long time. Louis Armstrong, all the time in the world. Waylon Jennings, Wurlitzer Prize. Golden State by John Doe. And Danny's Song by Anne Murray. For Hal Lublin, In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel, True Colors by, I didn't write all these down by her Cindy brain. Lopper. Cindy Thank Lopper. you. Louis Anderson. Thanks. And, and Rob Hyman. Louis Anderson. And Rob, and Rob Hyman. Hyman. Yeah. For oh, Hal Lublin, In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel, True Colors by Louis Anderson, Let's Stay Together by Al Green, something by, was it the Beatles or was it's it time, just? Time After Time, not True Colors. Oh, but, sorry, not True Colors. Time After Time by Cindy Lauper. Yes. Uh, Let's Stay Together by Al Green, something with, is that a George Harrison or that's a, that's a Beatles? That's, that's Beatles. Yeah. That's Beatles. Written by George Harrison. And at last by Etta James. Mine from Starship, Nothing Gonna Stop Us Now. Endless Love by Lionel Richie featuring Diana Ross. A Whole New World by Alan Menken performed by thousands throughout the years. I'll Make Love to You by Boys to Men and I Will Always Love You by Dolly Parton. Can I just say that the only Venn diagram of a person that shares my love song taste would be a 60-year-old woman at a slot machine alone <laughs> in not even Vegas, but like Reno, Nevada, smoking in the 70s, in the late 70s, wearing all polyester knit, oh. dentures in a glass, and just yeah. letting that one-armed bandit go. And you know what? That is love, baby. That is yeah. love right there. She's living her best life and let's let her do it. Well, I'm glad you guys decided on this method because honestly, I recognize my picks are what they are because my top two choices have come from each of you, including my own hmm. oh, included. Oh. Like, I think to be objective, you have to mm -hmm. really look at what is just so powerful and effective and probably universally so. So mm -hmm. I've one of yours each are at a tie for me. I'm not quite sure how to choose. Well, you know what? Then we can have a final four instead of a final three. Oh no, you, you are our you are no. our guest. No, Matt. I'm we not I'm not arguing for that. All right. Well it sounded like you were very briefly and very <laughs> gently. Well I'll uh, maybe I'll just say let me go last because then that way if one of them gets picked. All right. Okay. Okay. I'll right. go first. Okay. okay. I'm going to take one of yours, Matt. Uh, I'm going to take Danny's song because Whoa! I think, it I think yeah. it's beautiful. And I love the First of all, I love that it's the song that you used while you were proposing to Amanda. It was something that was playing and it was important to you. But I also like the message of it, of that, like, love is enough and doesn't matter. As long as you have each other, that's what's important. Oh, that, that makes I love you, that. You making me tear up, Hal. I know, the sentiment it, it of that beautiful. song is perfect. I, and it's, yeah, like it, it wrestled it away from a wet, hot American summer, which is, which <laughs> made such a huge impression on me when I saw it 22 yeah. years ago that like it, as soon as you started singing, I was like, Oh my goodness. Yes, of course. But oh. it is actually a beautiful song. And so I'm picking it to be a finalist. Oh, wow. I'm excited. I am going to select one of yours, Hal. Mm hmm. Just to jump in there, I know Matt, you said that you uh, wanted to go last on this, so I'm giving you the uh, the final. I hope slot this is here. about to work out in my favor. If I if you're going to do what I think you're going to do, <laughs> I am going to. This was tough. Oh, this was tough because you've got some great ones in there. How let's stay together. I think is a very mature, wonderful song. Something I think is a melodically perfect song, but I think I have to go with "Time After Time" by Cindy Lauper because I think it is. I think the sentiment of that song, if you're lost, you can look and you will find me time after time. If you fall, I will catch you. I will be waiting time after time. 
is a beautiful, beautiful sentiment. Cindy Lauper, a brilliant, brilliant songwriter. If you haven't heard Kinky Boots, listen to Kinky Boots. She's amazing. Yeah, True Colors is a great song, but this song in particular as a love song, lyrically, I think it's, uh, it's pretty great. So I'm giving that slot. My choice goes to time after time. Cindy Lauper is crazy unappreciated. Yeah, true. Not only as a writer, but as a singer. Like, I think, I think people yeah. think of girls just want to have fun or maybe Goonies are good enough. I think probably yeah. more people are thinking of, of girls just want to have fun, which is a great song, but she is a, like, such a powerhouse singer. She can do pretty much anything. Well, some of her songs, she has such a cutesy overlay to her voice that you don't realize she's hitting crazy notes. Yeah. yeah. Perfectly. Yeah. 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 I'm so glad you chose that because I had two that I was, I'm not sure about, but I actually hearing you talk about that because that was in my short list too. Yeah. Hmm. I think that is a perfect song and it's melancholy like Danny's song too. Mm-hmm. And I, there's just a, a chord in, in that time after time. That's like a, a major seventh chord. I think if, depending on how you play it and it, there's something about this chord that just like, it just, I, I guess that's where you get like pulls your heartstrings, you know? Yeah. Um, so I was down to something by the Beatles and I will always love you by Dolly Parton. Mm -hmm. George Harrison's my favorite Beatle, but I think the sentiment and coupled with the melody and the power of Dolly Parton, the fact that it's just, she's just saying it like it is. I am leaving, but I will always love you is tragic and so sad and so evocative of love, albeit a tragic love. It's just the impact of that one hits me a little bit. Yeah. More. So I'm going to go with, and I think I love all three of these songs the same. So I don't know how we're going to do this, but yeah, mine is oh, it's um, tough. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, you know what, choice. you know what we've done, I think is really fascinating in this is it looks like as far as the sentiment of the lyrics of each of these songs goes, we've got a beginning, a middle and an end. Oh, this is you know so, what I mean? This is so yeah. sad. Right. Uh, in Danny's song, we've got. We just had a baby. I love you. We don't have a lot of money, but we're going to make this work. In time after time, we've got deep in a relationship of real love and relying on your partner in the thick of it. And finally, we have, look, it didn't work out, but I will always love you. This is, oh my God. I can't bear to think of that couple in Danny's song breaking up. The way they do, it it kills me. It kills me. Oh, I'm so sorry that we have to be the bearer of bad news, but it's the same couple in all three songs. Oh no, same people. Yeah. Oh man. Well, we should throw Reverend Al Green in there and get them to stay together. Yeah, I know, right? Look, they need to get. They need to just get some churching from the Reverend. Yeah. So we have like idealistic auspicious future ahead of you the reality the like bittersweet reality of actual relationship and then the end of a relationship those are our three sentiments they're all female singers Mm -hmm. they're all generally pretty simple songs melodies and arrangements in the Mm -hmm. form of pop or country they're kind of none of them are really presumptuous uh dolly's gets a little bombastic because she just can you know yeah but they're humble songs, I think. And that's, that's what I like yeah. about them, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> this is so tough. So what criteria I will go back to the beginning of the episode and what we talked about in trying to look at this objectively. Let's remind each other and the people of the world listening what our individual criteria were 
for selecting our favorite songs and maybe the melding of those criteria will aim us toward what our ultimate finalist is. Matt, I'll start with you. What criteria are you looking at now and how are those criteria informed by the arc of what we just looked at? I started by simply just what moved me gut wise and mm-hmm. And it was something that on the surface also moved me. And that was Danny's song, the sweetness of as long as we have our love, we have everything yeah, and we're happy. But the tragic romance of I will always love you is so powerful to me. Mm-hmm. And then the sweet, bitter sweetness of time after time. I am really don't know what to do here. I'd be happy yeah. with any one of them. I'm sort of leaning towards... I will always love you because it just, it just kind of like, uh, like it just shouts a little bit more. It's a little bit more passionate, maybe. Not that that's what you need to have in a love song, but it's, it's of the three songs. This is the one song saying, no, 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 look, I, I need to go. I need to, I need to belt this yeah. out. I, I need to get above the rest of the noise and, and say this or I'm going to die. You know? Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Al? Uh, based on your original criteria. You know, so much of this, even then talking, it's like so much of it is about the feeling you get. And I'm sort of going off a of feeling right now. Mm-hmm. And I, it, to me, it's also between, as much as I like Danny's song, it, it, to me, it's also between time after time and I will always love you. And the thing that sticks with me with I will always love you is the idea of like, if I stay around, I'm just going to be in the way. And that is, it's, first of all, it's heartbreaking. It's do you think she's being honest? Con- do you think she was yeah. being honest or is she being a little she was singing like it's not you, it's me. You. <laughs> I honestly think that she would have been in the way. She's bigger than Porter Wagner. Yeah, she was. Yeah. yeah, she was. It was limiting her growth. And also she she was dominating that, you know, the show was about yeah. her. Yeah. So it was the ba- I mean, she was 100 percent right. As with almost every decision she's made in her career in life, she made the smartest choice at the time that maybe that probably he couldn't see, although it moved him to tears and I think helped him under, like, how can I, you know, some people will write a letter. Some people will have a conversation. If you're Dolly Parton, you write a song. And yeah. I think, I don't know. I just, something in me feels like I, something in me is feeling something like in the way you move time is my choice because I oh. think it. no, I, because uh, yeah. <laughs> no, just, I think that that idea of being there for someone is, yeah, that's speaking to me more. But that being said, if any of these three won, I would be perfectly happy. I'm yeah. not going to be, I wouldn't be disappointed. But Mark, it looks like you're the tiebreaker. I don't mean to be a tiebreaker in this. Unless, yeah, if you, unless yeah. mine is, is yeah. unless no, mine is Danny's be, song. But yeah, yeah. I think for me, looking at these, I look at Danny's song and maybe it's about where I am personally in my life. But as far as like, that that throws all objectivity out the window. If I'm like, let's go through my filter, but it's all I can do. I'm only human. The early years joy of Danny's song of even though we ain't got money, I'm so in love with you, honey. Just as a perfect sentiment, the mid-level selflessness within the relationship of time after time. Not even that it's selflessness in there. It's supporting and having the back of your partner. And understanding you have to do work sometimes in a relationship. Yeah. That a relationship yeah. takes work. Yeah. And I think the most, oh, man, you just threw me off, Gorley. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I know you threw me off in the, the best way. No, you threw but, me off in the best way because uh, that's the thing. And now you've got me curious again because here's where I was going. And I'm curious <laughs> now. I, now it feels like a binary race as wonderful as Danny's song. Yeah, is, I think that's fair. It feels like a binary race between these two. And if time after time has moments that are about sacrifice, they're not even really about sacrifice. They're just about having someone's back. If you fall, I'll catch you. I'll be waiting. If you're lost, you can look. You'll find me. The sacrifice at the beginning of I will always love you. If I stay, I will only be in the way. So I'll go. But I'll always love you. Feels like the most version of having a back. That I, a selfless version, even disingenuous, uh, maybe, but the, if it is in fact genuine, that to me seems like the most selfless version of I love you. And yes, it's about the end of a relationship, but that was the thing that makes me now curious going back and forth between the two of them. What you said, Matt, of it takes work. So is it, it takes oh, work yeah. and it's successful oh. or it takes work and it's not. Which or, one is the love that we're looking at? Also, when you just take the songs on the surface, too, of I think I'd actually probably listen to time after time more than I will always love you because, yeah. and this is maybe something for or against, depending on you feel how your criteria is. I will always love you is a more epic love song, and it's mm-hmm. it's way more raw. That's mm-hmm. the one thing I just feel like it's bearing all where the other two are. They're a little bit more um padded or something. So yeah. the the epic rawness of I will always love you feels I don't I mean that's just what I think if we're picking best love song, there's some points that have got to go towards the like showstopper element of the emotions in that thing. I don't know yeah. if if I'm arguing that or not, I'm just kinda like trying to spitball this well, out, you know. All right, because we're going to have to make a decision. We're going to get back in the way back machine. I'm just going to go one, two, three, and we're each going to say the one that we think it is just to see where we are. Okay. And whether or not we need it, whether that's voting or not, okay, or we could all I be think too much. Yeah. Just all right. You ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one, two, three. I will always, I will always love, love you. you. Oh, okay. Hey. Well, it's unanimous. Yeah. We did it. You know what we'll never know is if there's a Zoom delay or if anybody's just kind of waiting to see what the other person said. Yeah, was, uh, hey I man, I counted in time and I said it in time to my counting. So okay, oh well, that feels honestly. good to be anonymous there. Yeah, wow. Hal, bring us home then with the proclamation. Well, people of the world, before we wrap this up, bittersweet memories. That is all I'm taking with me. So goodbye. Please don't cry. We both know I'm not what you need. Mm. And I, I will tell you that I Will Always Love You is the best love song in two different versions. Like the yeah. Dolly Parton's version is this smoother kind of Dolly version where she's definitely telling the story. Then you have the Whitney version that has a literal drop in it before she hits hits the note that – Ooh, every- that drop. Yeah. Every singer after that has wanted to like be like a diva singer – like, that is the song you need to be able – like, that is the note that you want to hit. Like, you yeah. want to be someone who can reach that level of power. And the versatility of that song, which we didn't even really talk about as much, that the two versions are so different, 
yeah. and both work on their own merit uh, is kind of what makes it stand out and and I think maybe what helped push it over the finish line. Mm. So there it is. The best love song is Dolly Parton's I Will Always Love You. She is a multi, many time champion. I, that wasn't the song that won best Dolly Parton song, was it, Mark? Uh-oh. It was might it? have been. It might have also been the best Dolly wow, Parton song. Wow, has this again. song won two episodes oh, then? I think this song may won have. two episodes. Wow. I'm pretty sure it did win that episode. Has anything ever won twice before on this show? I think there's a a small wing of the show for two-time winners. Wow. Yeah. And that is one of them. I think Back to the Futures won a couple. Back to the Futures won a couple. Best Trilogy and something else. Yeah. Uh, and Best Power of Love song in the best, Yeah. <laughs> best Use of Power of Love in a Robert Zemeckis film. Yeah. Can I tell one quick story about an honorable mention that I that I yes. love? By I all of the meanses. Okay. I almost put this in, but it's an instrumental, and it's a song called Audrey by Paul Desmond, the like saxophonist. It's a beautiful, beautiful, sweet song. And apparently when Paul Desmond was playing with the Dave Brubeck Quartet in New York, he would always insist that they took a break at a certain time. And it was so he could go down the street to the theater where Audrey Hepburn was playing. And he would just, you know, just watch her leave. And not in a creepy way. He was just fascinated and I think probably in love with her from afar. But he never said anything. He never approached her. And then he wrote the song Audrey about her. And he never followed in, up on anything. And so he never knew if she had ever even heard it. And then he died in, I think, the late 70s. And when Audrey Hepburn died, her husband at the time called up Dave Brubeck and said, would you mind coming and playing Audrey <sighs> at the memorial? And Brubeck said, Oh, she knows that song? And he said, yes, she listened to it every night before she went to bed. It was her favorite song. Oh, oh wow. Isn't oh, I love crazy? that. I know. That's beautiful. Oh, yeah, I love that. Well, boys, I love you. I love you, I too. Love you. I hate to be also the bearer of bad news, but uh, the best Dolly song was Coat of Many Colors. That's oh, that's good. By Ken Plum. Yeah. That's yeah. better. Great song. But, yeah. uh, but more importantly, we love you, Matt Gorley. We're excited yep. about the new show. We're excited uh, about this final Townland concert. Uh, everybody go get the album Honey on the Hi-Fi and listen to Keys to the Kingdom, right? I was trying to get That's the right. preposition right, not Keys yeah. of the Kingdom. Yeah. Keys to the Kingdom. Thank you so much for coming on the show, brother. Thanks. You know, yeah. I, I I really love spending time with you two guys, so it was my pleasure. I'm so glad we could do it. Amen, man. You're the best. Yeah. Wes. This topic is closed, but there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us via email at we got this podcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook group. Talk about the love songs that you love. Share videos. Let's get into this together. We all love love. Let's revel in it. Facebook.com slash group slash we got this podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, who we love. And if you love him, you can support him at patreon.com slash Ken Plume. Researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman. Please stay safe, Uri. And QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman, for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world, for giving us an opportunity to come on, sit down and talk about love with Matt <laughs> Gorley, no less. Oh, y'all, we will always love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We got this. We got this. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly by you.